0: In this episode, I have the chance to interview Heather Hartman, and she supports spiritual entrepreneurs in making more money by doing less through energy hygiene, visibility, and taking messy, imperfect action. In this interview, she shares how we can all benefit from her term, energy hygiene, and we dive into our own experiences and strategies around evolving our brands and niches over the years, juggling the needs of being toddler moms with big online business and impact goals, the value of task batching and content creation, and how to pivot your offer depending on the energy and season of your life. You're going to get so much out of this episode. Let's jump into Talking with Heather. This is Chelsea Fournier, aka your routine queen. I help healers, empaths, intuitives, and light workers create an aligned and sustainable holistic healing business online. Own your true path, call it in, it's time to play bigger, but you don't want to lose yourself. In the process of expansion, you can ignite and amplify both your purpose and your profit. Tune into this podcast for support making clear decisions that are designed perfectly for your unique gifts, business goals, and desired lifestyle. Ready to become your own routine queen to master the next steps in your highest blueprint to welcome in highest abundance in all forms? Let's make it happen. Welcome to your routine queen podcast. I am here in this episode with Heather Hartman, and Heather and I met, we were just chatting. It feels like ages ago, Um, but we met through a mutual, I would say, business coach. Um, We were both kind of following the same mentor at the time, and we're in virtual community and then seeing each other in person community and feeling each other's energy, and that was back in, we were realizing, probably 2018. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> a lot of life and a lot of, um, a lot, definitely a lot of life because neither of us were mothers at the time if I'm calculating backwards correctly. So a lot of life, a lot of business, a lot of challenges have happened since then. And I wanted to bring you on today. You caught my attention with one of your posts, but then I started revisiting and seeing really where you are now from a visual brand, from like you have transformed immensely. So someone outside looking into what you're doing it's working. You're doing an amazing job representing what, what you are, what you want to be. And so take a minute, Heather, you call yourself a feminine biz witch. And I love that. You talk about supporting spiritual entrepreneurs and how you do that. So just take a couple minutes to fill my audience in on who you are and a little bit about what you do.
1: Yay, totally. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for the opportunity to come on and chat with you. Um, so I guess I'll start with For me, being a feminine biz witch is really all about, it's kind of a woo-woo way to say that I am a business coach that works from the feminine paradigm of business. And how this really came about for me was, I my very first coach was male, and it was a lot of masculine structure, kind of uh, push and go, 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 and I didn't resonate with it. And so that process and that structure didn't work for me and it didn't give me any results in my business i just really just didn't resonate with the masculine with kind of like bro marketing and just bro culture in business in general and so it was really it took me a couple of years to kind of figure out where i was going and what i was doing and when i finally realized that that what I needed was to embrace more of my feminine energy and more of my spiritual gifts and more of my, my like witchiness. That is really where my, you know, where I came up with this feminine business coach Mm. nomenclature, I guess you could call it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I honestly, the funny thing is, is I'll just share a tiny backstory. I started out as a yoga teacher and a health coach. And then I shifted into, this was back in 2016 and this, and then I shifted into visibility and confidence coaching. And then I shifted into more of the business coaching side, um, like visibility and business coaching. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I know what I need. And I know what resonates. I know what feels good for me now. And I know what people who are like me are needing too. So, and then it was like feminine business you know, biz witchery, like yeah. <laughs> word witchery, language, just all the things that go into mm. uh, into the creative side of of being a you know a feminine cord creature in yeah. business.
0: Well, something that I love about what you just shared is that you learned through doing, like by being in that business coaching container that wasn't the right fit. Then you started to understand. So maybe there's even some value in understanding what wasn't working to repel you into another realm and that you've had kind of three evolutions and i'm sure there's been many evolutions right <laughs> like the yoga and health coaching and then the visibility and confidence to get to where you're at cuz if somebody is listening and is just nervous about like i can't put myself out there until i know exactly who my audience is or what my offering is going to be like what would you say to that cuz you've been in this journey of experience and evolution
1: yeah definitely honestly the hardest part about putting ourselves out there. And this has just been my experience is the starting is like the doing it for the first time. Yeah. And, and so the other thing that I really love to also speak to is that visibility is an evolutionary process as well. And there is no right or wrong way to be visible or to show up. And so I think my favorite I mean, the one tool that helped me the most was having an accountability partner when mm-hmm. I was very first starting and I, I wanted to do live videos because everybody knows videos are great. Videos convert. Most people can hey. consume videos. Right. Um, and so I had a, I had a video buddy and she would hold my phone and record for me while I went live on my Facebook business page. Okay. I'm like, like I said, this back in 2016. So but really i think the core concept of that is community and connection and like really being with somebody who truly believes in you yeah. and who is there to like encourage you and like whoop you up and get you excited and even yeah. you know calm your nerves down and my my video buddy and i even had like a secret a secret head Nod. So I so she knew when to stop that live stream. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. So we did, yeah, we just kind of made it fun. And I yeah. think that for for anybody who's nervous about putting themselves out there or even just yeah. like getting started or anything like that is, you know, get into community and have, you know, make up make a way to have it be fun. Mm. Make it fun. Yeah. Because that's like such an incredibly important piece, especially from From the feminine paradigm, is like, if it's not fun, why are we doing it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so true. And something that, so the post that really caught my attention and was like, I need to have you on the show because it just, it's something that so many of my clients and even I go through is, you know, having it be fun and taking care of yourself. So many of your clients, I'm guessing, many of people I work with are healers. And so they are expending energy, creating containers offering transformation to others. And what you talked about was how self-care, energy hygiene, which is a term I love, and like really not just looking at self-care as an afterthought to say, if you've just provided a container and energy for someone else, you almost like have to do that for yourself as well. Talk to me about that topic and why it feels so important to you. Oh my
1: gosh. So I love this topic so much energy and honestly, self-care and energy hygiene. I use those terms interchangeably. Okay. Um,
0: I and- love energy hygiene. It's the first time I've, I've seen it yeah. in that way. And it just felt like, oh, like hygiene, we have to do it daily. What exactly what you think about doing something very regular? Is that kind of what you're trying to infuse into that term? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Absolutely. It's a very, it's a
1: process that needs to be consistent because mm-hmm. like, if you think about it, I can't survive today off of yesterday's meals, right? Like, Or however you wanna say that. So what it it means is to truly have a practice and a discipline for taking care of yourself if you desire to show up in the world and give your gifts and your medicine and your magic. Like you have to take care of yourself. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I have learned from one of my mentors, Andy Love, is she she talks about how the capacity that you have to hold others is equal to the capacity you have to hold yourself so Mm -hmm. if you aren't if you aren't taking care of yourself and you're not holding yourself and you're not practicing energy management and energy hygiene on a regular basis then your capacity to hold others and to serve others can be Minimized, it can be
0: lessened. Wow. And so, when you think about energy hygiene, like what I'm sure it's going to be unique for different people based on what fills your cup the most. What have you found to be the most powerful practices for you to lean into? If you're willing to share,
1: yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, I love sharing my practices. I'm (laughs) like, everybody should try all the things because and find what works for them because, yes, it is very unique to every person. Um, my ultimate favorites are baths. I really like to take salt baths. And I know that might sound cliche, but like Epsom salt and a lots of it is so good for detoxification of the body, but also relaxation of the muscles. And Mm -hmm. it's like so good for you. And I also really love music and dancing Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: singing (laughs) because those okay. things fill me up and they give me energy it mm-hmm. also helps me to get focused and and get gain clarity on what it is that i need to be doing in any given moment yeah um so like if i feel down or sad or low energy yeah. at all i'll literally throw on a song and just dance it out and sing mm. and that elevates my energy so that i can be motivated and inspired to create more or to, you know, hold space or whatever it is that I need to be doing. And then another one of my ultimate favorites, which is really hard for us, for some of us moms specifically is alone time. Yeah. I need a lot of alone time if I'm yeah. going to show up for others. And yeah. I made myself wrong for so long because I needed that. And I realized that when I give myself permission to be by myself and be with my thoughts and Mm -hmm. be in whether it's in meditation or just reading or just being in a quiet space Mm -hmm. that's not chaotic and crazy with a toddler or whatever Yeah, yeah is that i'm able to more effectively show up for my family and for my people yeah So I had to stop making myself wrong for needing alone time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and I really honor you for even saying it that way of like feeling wrong for that need because not everybody would have that same need. But I think that there's a lot of us, especially those who feel deeply or really channel into other people's energy. I was just journaling about it this morning that like, you know, just especially with everything going on in the world, not that we need to get everybody's aware of what's happening, who's listening. But if, if you feel deeply, if you're an empath, intuitive at all, Right now, it almost feels like the obligation to have alone time to just like clear the chatter, stop hearing other people's chaos, stop hearing. And just to be still is important, even if you're not then putting yourself out there to support others. And so it's almost like that yin and yang. If you are going to be holding space for a 45-minute coaching call or for a group container of teaching yoga or whatever it is that you almost need to, maybe it's not minute for minute match, but like you need to fill your cup and able to be able to do that.
1: Absolutely. Definitely.
0: Wow. Since we're talking so much today about being grounded, in harmony, maintaining your energy hygiene, I wanted to give you the opportunity to receive a discount off of one of the amazing tools in my tool belt to truly keep that mind and body in harmony. Now, I had been looking for a CBD product because I'd been hearing lots of friends talking about how great CBD made them feel, but it either fell into one of two categories. I would try something but I didn't actually feel anything. And so then was like, why am I spending my money on this? Or some of the brands that my friends were raving about, just because I'm a label reader, I really care about what I put in my body. It wasn't something I was gonna personally use. And so I found the magic unicorn in my mind in CBD one oil. It is patent-protected, broad-spectrum, organic-compliant, non-GMO, THC-free, and completely grown and made in the USA from plant to package. And best of all, it uses this amazing proprietary liposomal technology that increases the bioavailability compared to anything else on the market like through the roof some of the benefits that i have really been experiencing i truly believe it's been supporting my healthy immune system which i know is so important these days it provides positive mental support it really has that balanced state of mind impact for me it supports relaxation it manages some of my pains and aches and just general discomfort and i truly believe it boosts my concentration I love that when I buy a one month supply, it actually is a box with two separate bottles. And I love that because I leave one bottle up at my desk when I'm gonna sit down as part of my transition to business routine. I take two droppers full right before I start my work. Then I take two droppers full right before bed, and so I leave that downstairs for when I'm winding up my evening. This can become a part of your routine as well, and if you do want to place an order through the code or the link in my show notes, you actually get $10 off your first order. So enjoy incorporating CBD that you can truly trust into your energy hygiene practice.
1: Yeah, I guess the, I will say one, more tiny, one yeah. more tiny practice is like tapping into breath.
0: Oh, tell me, so I've been really diving into like breathwork journeys recently. Mm -hmm. So is it a practice that you just do yourself to tap into breath or do you kind of follow more of a a facilitator trained journey type experience? So I actually recently
1: only learned about breathwork and started practicing breathwork Uh, but with my yoga teaching background and and my health coaching background, breathing has always been a really important, you know, component to, to getting grounded, getting centered and really Mm. tuning inward. And what I, I think just for anybody who's like, I don't know, or how, or what, how do I get started? You know, the thing that I always love to share is, uh, what's called box breathing, where you inhale for a count of five, and you hold at the top for a count of five, and then you exhale for a count of five, and then you pause for a count of five. So three breaths takes one minute, and it is the most powerful practice, and it is the most simple practice that I have literally ever, ever done. (laughs)
0: Right. Cause sometimes you do want like, um, not a rule, but just like specific framework of what you can do. Cause if you only have maybe, you know, sometimes I overschedule myself. I'm sure you do too. Because if Mm. for me, if I've got childcare, there's that block of time. And if I've got three back-to-back coaching calls, that's a busy day and it can feel overscheduled, but I've consciously, you know, accepted that in. And sometimes between sessions, I need to be like, okay, how can I do this quickly? And so something like that, Um, You know, in an ideal world, I've done something in the morning before they start, and all of that. But even in between, in the moment, if it takes a minute, you really can't talk yourself out of that.
1: (laughs) Exactly (laughs) right. Three (laughs) breaths takes one minute, and it is so. It's just so simple and so powerful. It's super potent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I just encourage everybody to to practice that. And you know, it doesn't have to look perfect. You don't have to count the freaking seconds. It doesn't really matter. The point is that you're making a conscious, intentional effort to slow yourself down.
0: Yeah. And to really bring that nervous system support (laughs) because our nerves can just be fried if we whoosh through the day past them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing is like self-regulation is Mm -hmm. also to me is like akin to energy hygiene. And when we're able to self-regulate using breath or using oils or crystals or using self-touch or you know, whatever, stretching movement, it could be a million different things. And it's always going to be different for everybody. But when we can do that, our capacity to show up is expanded. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a one for one. It's like one for (laughs) a (laughs) hundred. So let's talk about chaos for a second. I know as we're shooting this, we are both toddler moms. And I recently saw you post about the value of mom dates. And just I would love just to hear, you know, a couple of tips about how you manage juggling, being a mom, holding these containers, holding the space for others, taking care of yourself. I'm sure not every day is pretty. You can feel free to be honest and and raw about this. (laughs) Like let's just talk for a minute about what it looks like to be a mom of a young one and putting this type of work out there.
1: Absolutely. I think it's really important because. This is something that I'm actually working on. Present moment is truly normalizing being a mom, being in business, having disruptions, being distracted, being touched out, being frustrated, being agitated, like, and, and I know that a lot of times as mothers, we, there's some hesitation to show up in the world with our children. Like, for example, on video or if you're recording uh, or if you're facilitating example, I was facilitating my mastermind call yesterday and we were doing a a solstice reflection practice and my son came in the door. He knocked on the door because I usually lock my door, but he knocked on the door and he was frustrating that he couldn't come in because the door was locked mm-hmm. and he goes mommy I want a hug and I oh. so I have to unlock the door I have to let him in give him a hug and yeah you know and and my clients maybe they pause they wait for a couple of minutes but like yeah. I want to normalize that journey for moms because yeah. I know how uncomfortable it is and how frustrating it can be when you're like I just want to work I want to do my purpose work and yeah. your kids yeah. like la 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 So it, you know, it's, I think that the thing, the best thing that we can do is really just be so kind and graceful with ourselves Mm -hmm. and don't put pressure. Like if you're a mom and you're in business, don't put pressure on yourself to have yourself look perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think like when, for me, a big thing is that I know a lot of people in the online space who run very successful businesses, um, who don't have children,
0: yeah,
1: and people who don't have children don't have the same set of challenges
0: mm. that
1: people who do have children have. So yeah, it it can it can get really easy to start kind of getting into like this comparison mode, yeah, with with other people, and that is like it it's not helpful. It doesn't elevate us. It doesn't mm-hmm. really help us learn how to be with what we have right now. Yeah. And be like present with our current situations. And being a mom is like the greatest gift. Right.
0: Right. Well, and especially, you know, if you're super in tune with your feminine, like I like to remind myself that it's not a comparison in, in any way, like somebody who doesn't have a child might have like, you know, a mother with terminal cancer, like everybody has their own thing, but when you are a parent, it's a very, very, tethered (laughs) attachment, (laughs) like requirement that you can't slough off. And um, I have been finding recently that, especially because my son, he's only um, just a little over two and we're still very like emotionally connected. I can already tell he's a deep empath. He feels, he absorbs my energy. If I'm anxious, he's anxious and not napping. And so we're like very closely tied, right? And I can feel like in days where I'm like crushing it in work, my, my nanny leaves at noon And some days I'm like, I don't want to go downstairs and be with him because I'm in flow. I'm almost done something. And, you know, to give myself grace that it's okay to love what I do. And like, of course I do want to go see him. Right. But sometimes it's like this. And then some days when I'm like, just so in flow with him and feeling like I'm dropping the ball on something in business. Like there's that, I love that you said to give yourself grace because it's two very demanding roles, even different than being a mom who works for a job. I think like running your own business is a baby in and of itself. If you really love what you do and you want to expand it. And so it is like these two
1: big yeah,
0: things that you want to be there for.
1: For sure. Yeah. And it definitely there is, you know, it's not without its challenges. It's not without hard days. It's yeah. not without, you know, losing my cool, periodically or having a temper tantrum with my husband or whatever, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Like, yeah. yeah. So it, oh. But the thing I feel like the, the, again, the thing that really keeps me coming back to um, why I'm doing it and why I love it is because I know the impact that I'm here to make. Yeah. And I also know that my son is here to make an impact as well. And I have to set, the example for him. I have to model that for him. And and that for me is just paramount to everything because if I can make a change in mm-hmm. like present times that uh, that trickles down into my legacy of yeah. generations to come. Yeah. Then all of it would have been worth it. It would all be worth right. it. Right. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you know, no pressure,
0: obviously. Well, I do have one specific question. Do you gravitate more towards having mom, like friendship relationships with other women who also have a business or with other moms who don't? Because I I find it's very two very different conversations if you're friends with a mom who also runs a business like you or friends with a mom who doesn't have that same extra challenge. What do you gravitate towards?
1: Honestly, I love, both. I love them
0: all. (laughs) Like,
1: I think one of my best mom friends does not have her own business, but she's very entrepreneurial minded. So even though she doesn't have her own business, she still, I can still really relate to her. Also, we both are aligned with our desire to grow and evolve and, and also change the parenting paradigm, all that stuff. And then I also have mom friends who are in the online space doing entrepreneurial work or own a Mm -hmm. business or whatever. And it's just, I like the diversity of, of being able to know like what it's like for all different types of, of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I say us, I really just mean humanity, you know, like we're all different and we all have a unique perspective. So,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Well, another question for you. So in the group program that I run, Aligned to Ignite, and in a lot of the support that I offer, I, I focus around a couple different values, and I really tapped into which of the values I thought might be an interesting conversation with you today. And one of those values that I really try to infuse into all of the work is sustainability. What does sustainable success mean to you?
1: Oh, I love this question so much. Sustainability is like one of my favorite words. <laughs> um, sustainable su- success, what it really means for me is, is the ability to sustain yourself financially, energetically, spiritually, um, mentally, and just being able to allow our business to support ourselves and our mm-hmm. lifestyle to support our business and vice versa, Mm -hmm. all the ways, right? Like it goes all different directions.
0: Yeah.
1: And I really think that um, it's almost like that, the term balance kind of where you talk about, you know, balancing a lot of different responsibilities or, uh, or tasks or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the term balance to me sometimes feels a little bit arbitrary. Yeah. And so it's like a
0: snapshot or like, yeah, is it a destination? Am I there? And then I'm there forever. Like not really.
1: Right. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Um, but honestly, the, the sustainability piece is, I feel really applies into, um, financial, but also energetic. Yeah. Because if you are, if you're not, if it's not an energetically sustainable model, yeah, then you're going to hit burnout and nothing's going to work mm-hmm. well. It won't work well, you know? Yeah. It might work, but right. it likely won't work well and it very likely won't feel good. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that is a really big piece of it because if it's energetically sustainable, it can also very easily be implemented into financially sustainable as well.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah, some of the things that I like to infuse around – sustainability is learning what you can automate, what you can delegate, like deciding when Mm -hmm. and how to hire out, but also even just thinking about your offerings. Like if you are someone who needs a lot of refilling of that energy hygiene, like maybe Mm -hmm. booking out 20 one-on-one sessions is not your ideal aligned offering. Maybe it's a group container Mm -hmm. where you can bring, you know, everything into it. How do you feel like you have brought sustainability into your business?
1: I love this. And I'm so glad to just be reflecting on this with you.
0: Um,
1: For me, bringing the sustainability into it is I actually had, I kind of hit a wall this year and I realized that I don't have the capacity to hold group programs anymore, to like hold energy and hold space for large groups of people. Mm -hmm. So my business model, while it was at one point one-on-ones and groups with like, you know, some low-end kind of like entry-level offerings that
0: people Mm -hmm. could
1: kind of get a taste for my medicine or whatever, um, moving into 2022, my yeah. primary offerings are going to be immerse, immersion retreats, oh. um, very like high level, high touch point one-on-ones and uh, VIP immersives. Mm. So mm. I won't be running group programs anymore because, and for me, like this made sense for me because I really, yeah. I was, I had a bunch of group launches planned for 2021 mm. oh. and I realized oh yeah, yeah. I really just don't feel aligned with these programs, which is why they're not selling, which is why my launches are not, you know, getting, not gaining any traction. Yeah. And it just made me realize, oh, I see why now, because I really don't actually want to hold space for groups anymore for the time being like that. Yeah. yeah, And it could shift. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I love that awareness. And, you know, as I'm stepping into creating a group program it's very intentional because it does feel aligned. And so like, even as you're, even if you're in a creation mode of figuring out what your offering is, like not ignoring those red flags or just like how things feel if you get off a networking call with someone you thought was an ideal client. And like, even just as you talk about it, taking time between to like tune in and whatever it is for you to help read your energy. And if you already have offerings, you don't have to keep launching it if it doesn't feel aligned because it's not going to fill it's not going to bring the ideal clients to you the way it would that's really thank that's you for scary. sharing that because it's so yeah. important to constantly assess you know you don't want to be pivoting every five seconds getting some traction requires getting traction but mm-hmm. if you've been providing one type of container or offering and it's not filling or it's not feeling aligned anymore it's a great time to revisit
1: definitely absolutely and looking at just from a business perspective it's like taking that inventory on a constant basis and knowing knowing how to tune into ourselves and say does this light me all the way up like am i ready to dive in head first this yeah yeah offering or container or whatever it might yeah, be
0: yeah
1: and if the answer is no then it then that's an opportunity to find the thing that will light you all the way up
0: yeah So speaking of being lit all the way up, so we are recording this um, actually the morning after the winter solstice, end of 2021. And so if you were to future cast a little bit, if you were to think about the year of 2022, if you could call in one specific thing, one specific existence into being for your next year of business, what would that be?
1: Mm. I well, I'm really excited to focus in on this new iteration of business model for myself. Yeah. And I I I think Oh, I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you I, I I I want to do a TED talk. I want to be oh. I want to talk on stage and I want to okay. be doing public speaking and sharing about my vision and my mission to create a massive impact for women's financial liberation and empowerment. Mm, And this is something that is super important to me because historically women have a very strained relationship with money and selling and um, asking, right? Asking for money for our medicine and all that. And this is something that I'm super passionate about. So like, that's my thing for 2022. I'm, I'm going to do a Ted talk.
0: (laughs) (gasps) Oh, if any listeners are tuning in and have connections for a Ted talk or speaking engagements for Heather, you got to reach out to me or her and let her know, because that's part of a huge vision I have for your routine queen podcast and the community and the referral network I'm creating is for us to listen to each other on what we're trying to call in and be like, girlfriend, I got you. I have a thing. I have a connection. So if anybody's listening, that's why I want to ask every single guest who comes on what you want to call in for the next year, because maybe someone's going to be a connection. So I love that. I love that for you. You're an amazing speaker. You're very well-spoken on video. You really would represent that mission so well to huge audiences. So I love that for you.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm so receiving that.
0: If you're listening to this episode live, there's a good chance there's still time for you to register for my upcoming free workshop, The 4 Steps to Design an Aligned Offering. My guarantee in this 45-minute time together is that you're gonna gain more clarity in 45 minutes about what your next year's worth of business planning can offer than you had in all of 2021. I want to help you support the healing that your clients need in ways that you love delivering. In this workshop, we're going to be talking about some of the paradigm shifts and values that I hold dear in all of the programming that I offer to clients and students. We're going to talk about how to tune into your audience, how to highlight your gifts, how to be clear on your needs and the business that you desire calling in and how to design your own experience in a way that's going to boost your purpose as well as your profits. If that sounds great to you, you can head over to com slash workshop-registration. There's also a link below in the show notes. And if you're listening to this after January 5th, when that workshop will have happened, head over to chelseafornier.com because there may be upcoming events, workshops, or openings for my Aligned to Ignite program that wrap around all of those values and paradigm shifts. So if you've not yet registered and it has not yet happened, go check it out. And if not, keep tuning in for other ways that you can work with me in the new year. So we're going to end. And, um, talking about a strength and an area of improvement. So my whole thing is that everything that you need or get to do in your business, and that is a conscious reframe of what you get to do, choose to do in your business, everything can be turned into a routine. And when it's a routine, especially for those of us who feel deeply empaths, intuitives, it can feel more fun. It can bring that joy in to be like, today's the day. That is my routine to shoot all of my reels for the week or whatever it is, right? If you can turn it into a routine, it doesn't have to feel like so much of a project, like you're starting from scratch every time. And so I would love to hear from you. We'll explore both. I want to hear from you a routine that you believe is truly serving you in your business and then one area of your life or business that you wish you had more routine around that just feels messy right now. So let's start with the positive. What is one routine that you have honed that you really truly believe is serving you right now?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel that my content creation strategy has been on point. Lately. Your content's
0: been amazing. You're <laughs> if you're not following her, um, <laughs> we'll definitely give you links in the show notes and whatnot. But you got to go follow Heather Hartman Coaching on Instagram. I'm sure your content's beautiful everywhere, but like your grid is looking, it's looking snatched. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I know, right? I
1: love it. I love it. Um, yeah, definitely. The content strategy for me has been a challenge because. I think I resisted for a long time. The concept of consistency because it felt very limited. It felt like Mm. you have to do this thing at this time every day, or you have to do these things all the time every day, or you're going to be a failure. Yeah. And so I, what I've been working on is crafting a super simple, easy to follow content creation strategy for myself, where I basically write. All my content one day of the week and it gets rotated and it feels like a beautiful way to also show up and be visible Mm -hmm. and it's so simple and it's so easy and that's for me i have to figure out what is it what is it for me that's going to make it easy because if it's not easy and simple i will overcomplicate it i will overthink it
0: and then i won't do it
1: and then i'll be like "Why why is it not working
0: that's so true. And vis I mean, you are a visibility and confidence coach for all a while and that consistency is so important, but I think if you don't have a routine around content batching or whatever you want to call it, content creation, if you don't have that routine, then every day it looms on your to-do list. And if you don't feel creative or you're feeling like a hermit or you're in your cycle and you just don't want to be showing up, then you beat yourself up. Definitely. So you do it on a weekly basis once a week. If, um, describe. So when you sit down, how much time do you put into your calendar, if you will, to sit down and create that for a week? Yeah. I normally, it just typically takes me roughly an hour or two. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of just do it. And since
1: I'm pretty much full-time stay at home, work from home Mm -hmm. with my son and my husband works outside of the home, Um, that's actually a beautiful segue into the, what's what is, what yeah. I would love improvement on is like yeah. more consistent childcare so I can be yeah. more focused in my business and it, not necessarily for, uh, for more time, but just more, more consistent focus.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but for sure the, doing the, the batch content is really helpful because then it's done mm. and I have, you know, several different topics that I can pick from and it really doesn't take me very much time. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think the other thing too, can I share a secret that, that might be really helpful for some of your
0: listeners? (laughs) Yes, please.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I have been doing this process sometimes when I don't have time to sit down and write, but I have an idea. I will open up my, um, I have a voice recorder app. Oh, yeah. I think it's called Recorder, and I'm pretty sure it's only $1.99 a month on the App Store. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: if you, what I do is I open the app up and I record myself, whatever thoughts are coming through. And then right on the app, I can transcribe it, and wow. I can create a post right from that.
0: Wow. Wow. That's so cool. I'm going to check that out. So do you – like I sometimes use a program called temi.com, and it's like 25 cents a minute. So if you're using this app and you're paying for the app, do you also have to pay the per-minute transcription? Nope. Boom. Um, you just saved me money, Heather. Yes, baby. <laughs> I know. I used to use
1: Temi as well, yeah. and yeah. it got really expensive. Yeah, and- yeah. I actually, one of my clients shared this with me and I was like, brilliant, thank you so much. And this is so beautiful.
0: Well, I will look this app up and I'll put the link in the show notes because I'm guessing somebody else is gonna be like, what? How is Definitely. That's an amazing tip. Thank you for sharing that secret. Yes,
1: you're so welcome.
0: And I heard you slip in that the area that you would want some more routine around is maybe having more consistent childcare or just like carved out time when you can work your business to have support for that. Does it feel like a challenge right now?
1: It really, really does. Um, I think the biggest challenge really is just comes down to what's happening in the world, and and yeah. people are a little bit more cautious. And we also live with my parents, and my parents yeah. are not always here. Sometimes they're yeah. out of town. Yeah. And so having consistent like routine childcare yeah. uh, yeah. has been it's been the one thing that has been inconsistent for me.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Which there have been pockets of consistency where one day per week, I get one whole day to myself. And those Mm -hmm. are, that's usually the day when I do all my business stuff. I see. Uh, But there are, you know, there is times when that isn't available because either we're sick or my sitter is sick Mm -hmm. or her kids Mm -hmm. are sick or whatever.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So it can be really, it can be really frustrating. Yeah. And I definitely, and because my son is, he's nearly three, so he's Mm going to be, he's getting to be the age where we're going to need to have him, you know, in some kind of educational program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I personally have no intentions of putting him into a public school. Mm-hmm. So I want to do like a combination of unschooling and homeschooling. But yeah, that also just adds more stuff onto my plate. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, okay, I definitely, um, definitely need – or would really deeply desire more support in that area yeah. of just having consistent childcare. And yeah. also side note, I'm planning on creating an intentional community at some point yeah. here in this, um, area, we have 50 acres of land here.
0: Oh, wow! So
1: I'm like dying for the day when I can say my intentional community is ready to like participate in and yeah. moms wow. take care of each other. And, wow. you know, It's just, I'm like so, so passionate about community and, and, and providing support for one another and, you know, really having that village to, to be able to raise our families in. And I think it's Mm. so important also because it's good for our hearts and our souls. It really
0: is. Yeah. That, what I'm hearing, just big words from you, community, connection, grace, and you're representing all of that. And I know some days it can feel like we're so far away from being the, from the vision, like the end all vision, but even having one mom date brings you closer to a feeling of community and connection. Even having one new babysitter on call that you vetted that you can have, like even just little baby steps, I would encourage you, um, you know, my, sometimes I look at my Google calendar and it's like comforting in some ways and overwhelming in some ways, because we have, my son is named Emery. So we call them E and there's always constantly who's on E the pink in my calendars who's with them. Is it me? Is it my husband? Is it our nanny? Is it my parents? Is it, and it can be a lot to manage that. But what I constantly hear from women in this space is that a huge reason why you want to expand your financial abundance is to fund family values, to fund making sure if you needed homeschooling, like a tutoring in Spanish that you could just like have the budget if your son desired to read an entire book series to order them free if the library doesn't have it, right? Like that so many of us are trying to expand financially, honestly, just to be able to fund the family values that are not mainstream and that that's a really worthwhile cause. Amen. This is like my TED Talk. (laughs) I love it. I want to come to
1: your TED Talk too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's perfect. And I I actually just as a, as like to piggyback on that a tiny bit is yes, because having financial freedom gives us the choices and it gives us the opportunities and the ability to do things that we wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to do. So I love that idea of funding family values. And that is just like, That's a beautiful way to describe it. And I'm just like, oh, I'm loving that. Let's
0: do it together. (laughs) Yes, I'm in. (laughs) Oh, well, I have gotten, I'm going to, as I edit this, go back and like get notes from this, I know, and re-listen to get some juicy topics. And um, I'm sure some of my listeners are excited to come just learn how to find you. I will put some links in the show notes to everywhere you say. But if people love you, want more of your content, to hear what you do as a feminine biz witch, where would they find you?
1: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Heather Hartman Coaching. And you can also find me at my website, which is currently under construction, but I'll be doing a brand reveal in January. And I'm so excited okay. about it.
0: Ooh, that
1: is uh, www.heatherhartman.com. And lastly, my most favorite place to show up is in my Facebook community, which is a free community called Feminine Business Magic. And magic is spelled M-A-G-I-C-K.
0: Just in case you're searching it out on on the Facebook. Yes, I just joined. I'll be contributing and hopefully seeking um, support within that group. So definitely come find us. Go find Heather. If you reach out to her and DM her, let her know you found her here from the podcast. Just so she can know how all of the beautiful community and connections we're making swirl together. So Heather, thank you for being here on your Routine Queen podcast and making this a magical a magical episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love you so tenderly. <laughs> I know that Heather and I both spend a lot of our time creating community and content over on Instagram. If you want to follow her, it is Heather Hartman Coaching over on Instagram, and my account is Your Routine Queen. There are links to the show notes for both of our accounts, and check out all of the other tips and tricks that we recommended throughout the episode in the show notes below. And if you got some value, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this, leave a comment or review, or share it over to your stories on Instagram, and tag. Heather and I, so we know that you got some value out of this episode. We'll see you on the next week.